This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. 2023 A-S-T-E. And I didn't mean that to rhyme, but that's kind of cool. I love that. It's uh, Carb Capriato Remarkable Results Radio, sponsored by Dorman this year, Dorman Training. So glad to be here with Dorman Training. So it was last night we came in from dinner and Mario Rojas is kind of in the bar and we're chatting and I didn't know which one was Mario because he's got his twin brother here with him, Martin. Hi, Martin. Hey, how's it going? Say hello, Mario. How's it going? And so I did this is, come on, you're pulling my leg. This can't be your twin brother, identical twins. And he says, yes. So it's amazing. Where do you see the video on this? And then I ask him the proverbial question that a guy of a curious mind like me wants to know and says, did you ever swap dates when you were young and single? And of course, being good Christians like they are, they said no. Mario was with me. I think we were talking about 2021. We we did a recording from Vision with a a whole group of uh, technicians. It was great. And I've always wanted to have you on. It was last year, I think at Vision, you were running around like crazy doing all kinds of videos. Mario is a YouTube channel. What's the YouTube channel? Oh, Super Mario Diagnostics. And it actually was here, ASC. It was here? Okay. Are you filming today and every next couple of days? I'm filming so far the classes, but I'm not sure if I'm doing the interviews like I was doing. Okay. But it may come around. There were some incredible interviews that you were doing. You really sat down and got deep with some people. We're honored to have their boss at the shop they work for, the owner of the shop, Jason Athanas from Autobahn Performance in Fort Lauderdale. Hey, man. Hey, thanks for having us on. Remember, if you earn your living in the service aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening and we'll bring you the latest from Apex 2024. Save the date, November 5th through the 7th, 2024. Hey, for over 30 years, Napa Tracks has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the best, most comprehensive SMS in the industry. We'll prove to you that Tracks is the single best shop management system in the business. Find Napa Tracks on the web at napatracs.com. We want to tell the story of how Mario ended up, I don't know, both of you finding Jason as your employer. And it was Jason who was watching your YouTube stuff and says, what'd you say? I got to hire this guy. Well, no, I was following him, watching all his videos. And in some of the videos, he was in a shop. And then at another video, he was in another different shop. And I sent him a message saying that I wish I would have known you were switching shops. I would have liked to talk to you about it. And then we were getting together with a bunch of guys, like a sort of training thing. And Mario came to our shop and he saw the equipment we have and the facility, the dedication to training that I want to do and everything. And he asked if the position might still be open. And we talked about it and uh, it that's where it all came down. And how soon after you joined that last shop did you move to Jason's? It took a couple of months. It took a couple of months. Okay. Yeah. And what, what enticed you to, to want to go there? Well, I saw the equipment for sure. I saw the factory scan tools that he had and uh-huh. all that. Yeah, that he was taking it serious. I've seen so many shops where, oh yeah, we work on BMW, we work on Audis, but they don't have any actual factory tooling. So they're limited to what they can actually do. And then it kind of looks as if the technician is incompetent when it's really a, a lack of tooling. Yeah. And so you were looking for a shop that could give you the tools to support your passion. Yeah. And to grow in the European market. So I met Jason and all of a sudden I discovered that Martin's like a class A mechanic. Mario is a class A, whatever that means, diagnostician. Jason chimes in and says, what's this ABC stuff all about? And I says, you're talking my language, man. Let's try to go in what we were talking about. We were so passionate last night because, oh, I got to have an A-tech. Does that mean he's a diet guy or is he the best mechanic that you know? 
I think our monikers are wrong. Agree? Yeah, I don't like that term at all. And what's been in the industry for years, it's confusing whether an A tech is the first. You start out as an A tech and you work your way up to C. Obviously, now we know that's not how it goes. You know, you could have somebody that is a, a tremendous diagnostic guy, but isn't really good at changing parts. And of course, he's an A tech. And you could have somebody that can change parts and do it real fast, turn lots of hours every day, but he can't diagnose anything. And is he an A-Tech? The same thing with a, a dealer tech that's working at a dealer and knows everything about his brand, but he can't work on any other cars, hardly. Is that person an A-Tech? Yeah. In a limited way. I'm starving to find another rating system or to say, we don't need it. We just don't need it. But you bring on a young individual and you say, listen, we want to help you an apprentice program. We want to teach you. There's all kinds of great training. But maybe someday you're going to get to the point where we're just going to let you alone this diagnostic problem. Please work under Mario. Mario comes up and says, this person's really close. But would you say, well, he's a C diag guy and a B. What's the rating? Huh? What's the test? Where's the chart that says he knows or he doesn't? And so I think we're putting people in boxes that we shouldn't. Sure. And I've been in that position. I've trained other techs and I also teach my brother as much as I can. And I don't usually refer to them as an A tech or B tech or C tech. But I do also think that everyone kind of knows what a C tech is. So that might be one that can apply in my book, but it's not something that I would prefer to say. Oh, he's a C tech. He's doing, you know, belts, solar changes. I think they should be called uh, trainees or uh, apprentices. Yes. I've come up with a word and I can't remember who used it in one of my podcasts, the words production apprentice. That would be the GS that comes in and uh, helping in all kinds of ways. And I love the word apprentice because I think, hey, so you just got a job, Bob. Yeah. Where are you working? I'm working over at Autobahn. Great. What are you doing? Well, I really don't know. Uh, I change oil. What if he said, I'm a production apprentice? That's pretty damn cool to tell your peers and your friends or a production apprentice that I'm learning. Apprentice signifies that I'm here to learn. Doesn't have the, an official apprentice program of which I do believe in, but it's a great way for the team to look at this individual with this production apprentice saying, we've got to teach this person if we want them to help us with our production by coming in. Let me throw this idea. Let's discuss this. ABC, forget about that. Why don't we just keep great training resumes? You keep it on your people. You keep it individually, Mario Martin, on yourself. You write down every class you've been to. The owner of the shop writes down every class that he has provided for you. He's paid your training, paid your time to be there. If that's the case here, I don't know, but I think that's what should happen. And you could see the development of the individual, but without having to rate someone by saying, listen, on my resume chart, you've got to be doing to a Mario who is a diet guy. You know the courses that he should be attending from a mechanical guy. You know the courses he should be attending and you blend that together. And without rating anyone, it's the training and the experience and the failing forward that makes them a master, a wizard, a something without a rating system. I would not want to work at a place to say, I'm, I'm a C. I know I'm an A, but maybe I don't have the experience. How do we show that career pathing? I'm throwing all these concepts up to you, things that we've been talking about a lot on our show. Martin, what's your opinion of all that? I think you can tell a lot from a technician who's starting out, depending on what he's choosing to train on. The technician's starting out and he's already jumping into electronics, into diagnosing. I think he already has a good direction. You can tell from then. There's sometimes, unfortunately, the people that stay 30 years in the business, they no longer go to training. 
I find that is a big problem, by the way, because they're, and I'm not saying that they're stagnant. I'm not saying that they're not learning from other people, but have they given up? Have they just said no more training? I can't handle much more or I'm on the downside. Why should I learn anything new? What do you think, Jason? There's other sides to that too. I have a senior Mercedes technician. He's worked at the dealer a long time ago and he doesn't really go to training. He doesn't have much interest in it. But he self-trains himself. He logs in. We have a yearly account for uh, the Mercedes factory information. And he's constantly logged in and going through even wiring diagrams, going through. And he trains himself on the new cars and he does a very good job of it. I'm lucky enough to have, we had 10 technicians. We lost our BMW Porsche specialist recently. He had to move out of the state due to family things. I need, I have people that specialize in certain makes. So... If you work at my shop, you're probably going to be specializing in Jaguar Land Rover or Porsche or Volkswagen and Audi. And Martin does diagnostic too. We haven't talked about that yet, but when Mario's at a training event or something, Martin can jump right in and use the scope and do a lot of the in-depth diagnostics that's needed. Osmosis from your brother or training that you've gotten, Martin? A little bit of both. My brother, he keeps me very updated on everything. That's great. He can't help himself. That's beautiful. Irrelevant that your brothers, if your brother is in bonds in the company, a peer technician, you should be working together as a team anyway, especially if you found a mechanical individual that's creaming up that wants to be in computers, wants to be in wiring diagrams, wants to just get a scope in their hands and you recognize that, you're a giver, Mario. So you would be helping that individual as much as you could. Oh, yeah. I'm motivated by the amount of hunger they show for knowledge and, and staying up on technology. And it keeps me going. I have no problem assisting anyone in, in the shop. Yeah. Any one of the eight, 10 techs that we have, you got to, I can help. I will help. If I can learn something, I'll learn something as well. And Jason, are you known as the diet go-to shop in Fort Lauderdale? I would probably say that. We have a lot of shops around that send their problem cars to us and that has its good things and its bad things. I used to do most of the diagnostic myself before Mario came there. And now I'm doing less and less of it. And that's kind of scary. That's why I'm taking some diagnostic classes while I'm here. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're the owner. You're not supposed to do that stuff. I'm the owner that was always a technician. I'm, uh, I'm a good technician. I hope I'm probably a bad owner. I'm trying to get better and better at being an owner, but I have problems with my calculating my profit and losses properly and doing the number stuff. I have a general manager now and he's helping do a lot of it, but I'm more like a shop foreman at the shop where I go around and make sure everybody's doing the right thing and working on the cars in the right direction for the customer and to make sure everything goes smoother. If you went to Apex 2023, then you realize the incredible commitment that Apex has to the service professional shop owner, technician, and service advisor. Joe's Garage is your place to hang out with 10 working bays and real live working conditions. Also, the best tech companies from tools and repair to management software had their latest and greatest on display and demonstrated for you. You also attended technical and business management training with the industry's best and brightest trainers, coaches, and teachers. Work is underway to make next year's Apex 2024 have even more product demos, trending training, marketing, and social media support to help you grow your career, sales, and profits. Remember, if you earn your living in the service aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening and we'll bring you the latest from Apex 2024. Save the date, November 5th through the 7th, 2024. Let's face it, your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. 
Napa Tracks was built from the ground up to make your business more profitable and efficient. We provide an extensive set of tools to increase and track profitability in real time. Napa Tracks offers the industry's best post-sale support, hands down, and we train your people on site. Yep, on site. And we offer remote refresher training 10 times a week, and customer support is open six days a week. Give us a call, visit the website, or join our Facebook community today to learn more. We'll prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Napa Trax is always customized and tailored for you, whether you're a one-man shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Visit us on the web at NapaTrax, that's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. I want to go back just a few moments. You said that one of your guys was doing work online. Well, he was doing research. Research online. Okay, training because, online. Okay, also. perfect. Is it written down in his training resume that you have on him that you noticed that going on? Because you know that he's in, even though he may not be wanting to go to a class, get in a car, go to night training weekend. You've documented the fact that he is continuing this kind of work. I look at irrelevant of the amount of time, if you will, tenure that someone has that they say, hey, listen, I've been here too long. I'm not doing any of that. But they demonstrated in other ways, still something that needs to be registered. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing where I said I'm a good technician, but probably a bad owner. I didn't document that. So here, Keith Cat, a great friend, stopped into the studio while we're setting it up. And he says, you know, I'm succeeding the shop. I have a four-year plan. And I says, great. He starts telling us the truth. He says, I'm not a sit-behind-the-desk guy, Carl. He says, I want to go out and show people. I want to." And he goes, I can't do that. I can't leave the shop to someone else. I can't pull myself away if I'm going to always want to be where you came from. See, And getting a business coach will help you get where you need to be because you'll have an accountability partner that says, so how many hours, uh, Jason, did you put in the shop this week? And tell the truth. See, I put in 45 of who was running the company, my GM, but you have all the risk. It's all your investment. It's all your money. It's all everything that's on your back. And I love, this man just said confession and I'm not even a priest, right? He did. He said confession. He says, listen, I'm a great tech, love to show people things in the shop. So much of what we do on the podcast is teach this business stuff, leadership. We want people to go from being, I'm sure you make a lot of money, 10 techs, great diag shop, but I can't imagine what it could possibly be for you and your entire team if you took that step into business, more, not business ownership, not leadership, but more hands-on from a different direction not being hands-on with the scope, the hands-on with a financial statement, with some gross margin numbers, with marketing, with all that other stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely a good thing. We don't do any marketing and any advertising and we're busy all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's such a great thing. And maybe you're an anomaly, but maybe you could have 10 more techs and add on if you did marketing. Not that you want to get to be so, so super big, but you talk about job security, opportunities to grow, to be the shop manager. That, Mara, maybe you want to be shop manager. Maybe you want to be the lead diagnostician shop manager like Fonslow is, right? This guy, go in the office, work from home for three days. I got this. You see, that's a little more difficult in our situation because it's not like we're all in one building. You know what I mean? Being a shop foreman or some kind of a manager would require a lot more effort, I would say. 
Oh, it can be done. It's being done. Yeah, I'll explain the building thing. Yeah. So I started the business 30 years ago. I actually worked for the previous owner there for a year or two before that. And we rented the building that we're in now. We've been in the same location for 30 years. Eventually, I rented the building next door. Probably 15 years ago, I bought and I had a tenant that was in half of our main building. He passed away last year, 92 years old. And I took over his half of the building that I now owned. We were still needed more space. So I ended up buying a building that's two doors down from us. It's like a hundred yard walk. They're connected by a fiber optic network and everything. And I also had a building across the street that we rented. I purchased that last December. Wow. So I have three technicians working across the street, Mario and Martin working in the building that's a hundred yards down the street. I have two technicians working in the part of the building that we took over when the gentleman died last year. Uh, we're down to eight technicians right now, actually, as we're short. We only have one technician working in the main shop, and that's Herb, the, the Mercedes specialist. So you got satellites. We've done shows on them. You have one service advisor and... No, we have. We actually have two service writers and the general manager that acts as... But in one building. In one yep. bu- one, they're, one all building. In, they're all in the main building. Yeah. That's where all the customers go. The waiting room is there. The other buildings, the customers don't even really see. We use the front building's parking lot as court of a service drive. Sure, cars sure. pull up, the customers get written up, and those cars get parked. And we actually have a big lot across the street that can hold wow. about 80 cars. Wow. What a phenomenal business. I mean, I, I love the satellite location. I mean, I don't think you need to buy a business down the road if you can find property with a roof and equip it right. Do you like Martin, Mario? It sounds like you guys are just in one shop all alone by yourselves doing things. Is there a shuttle driver that brings the vehicles down? Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes that's happening. Golf cart in between them? We've got, you name it. I mean, we got a smart car. We got actual several cars, BMW, Corolla. I mean, and we have electric scooters. That electric can, scooters. Yeah. Going back, back and forth. Yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, we're making it work and it's an AC shop too. And I get to work with my brother. We complement each other very well too. Like if he has a long diag, but he has some gravy on the floor, I'm going to take it over. And if I have a very complicated diag, and I have gravy to get to. I'll give it to him. Wow, what a tag team. And it, it happens daily, pretty much, almost. And so how are you doing all these uh, YouTube videos that everyone's loving? So, I mean, he found me on YouTube. I know. And so you allow? We had agreement about that at the beginning, and I kind of use it as the shop's advantage. It, it helps attract technicians. It helps present the training that we want to have everybody involved with and aware of. Yeah, I think it's kind of a win-win. I think it's so nice that... You are allowing Mario to do this, which in essence is a service to the, our industry because the people are learning all the time from brilliant and smart case study stuff that you do and for, to let you do that. I think it's a service to my customers too. And they get this, a lot of them, they get to see it. They get to see their car on a video and how it was fixed. And that's kind of an amazing thing. It's open heart surgery, isn't it? Well, we Pretty take much. videos and we have to document everything. So the YouTube videos kind of work in their way in with those videos because they're already being recorded. Okay, so explain that you're doing video on everything. Is this a requirement of yours, Jason? Well, I'll let Martin explain it, but with Techmetric, tell him about the DVIs. So when we go through our inspections, we Mm -hmm. address the customer's concern first. Sure. Whatever we find, we take videos of it. We make sure we can prove to them that what we're saying is true. I get that. I get that. Once we're doing the, the parts and stuff, we use speed dial on Techmetric and just zip the parts in there, get them ordered. And it's pretty seamless once you get used to it. I get the fact that the customers are seeing their car Mm -hmm. through the digital vehicle inspection 
processes that you have. If you would do a video, a YouTube video on a problem area that you have, that's the video that you're taking and then what editing and then documenting it on Super Mario channel, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So basically, I mean, we came to this understanding, right? And I do film those YouTube videos. They are obviously I'm explaining stuff, so it's going to take a little longer. Right. right. And it's also in the moment. So when I'm researching something, you guys are researching it with me. But when it comes to the customer's video, I'm condensing all the information after I've come to my conclusion or after I've gotten the results of the ah. test. So the YouTube video kind of happens before and during, but the customer's video is after I filmed the YouTube. Let's say it's one of those cards. It's after I already did the YouTube art film, and then I'm condensing it to very small or short form videos for the customer. I want to try to understand this. I think I got it. You're doing a case study video for Super Mario Channel, right? Right. But you're also using some of the DVI stuff and it's married in there somewhere? It's two separate things. So I use oh. a big old camera for the YouTube videos and for the DVI, I obviously use my cell phone. So I'm taking separate videos. Got yeah. it. The DVIs we do on every car and that's you're, just short, that's just small, small little video showing your brakes are worn out. You have an oil leak here right. or in right. pictures. But Mario picks a car that he knows is going to be a problem car or whatever. And then he does his YouTube recording. Those ones he does starts off on some and they don't work out. I know. And he stops. But a lot of the ones he completes are come out really good. You start turn the camera on and jump in and you may have a great episode and you may not. Exactly. Well, usually I do a pre-scan first. Okay. Look into the codes. And if I think it's going to be easy, then... I don't pick up the camera. And then it, if I run into something where it's like, wow, this could be really useful for somebody because it can happen to anyone, then I pick up the camera and then tell them where I'm at. And then there are other times where I just pick up the camera from the get-go. I don't know, it's sight unseen. And I walk in with my scan tool, pre-scan it and talk at the same time, relay the same information that I was given for the view. Got a favorite video? Favorite video. Oh. That you've created. <laughs> That's going to be a hard one. They're all your favorites, I understand. But any one of them that just stuck out worked perfectly. Worked perfectly. Yeah, from beginning to end, it was a great. It was a great case study. Everything fell into place. Very little editing, favorite like that. For me to have a favorite one, it's like the one that's packed with most information that people really appreciate. Yeah, yeah. So the, your viewers, is there anyone that creams to the top that they love the most views? Oh, the most views are not direct, believe it or not, since the public is more really. Yeah, they're more drawn to the repair process. So my most viewed video is a Mercedes auxiliary battery replacement video. Really? Yeah. And you think they want to learn how to do it themselves or they just want to respect what you did? They want to do it themselves. And a lot of the time they are looking for that silver bullet. I show the code and I actually say this is a replacement video. This is not a Diag video. And what they're doing is... Oh, this light came on my dash. I did what you said in your video and I didn't fix it. I put in the video disclaimer. If you diagnose this yourself, then this is how you replace the battery. This is not a diagnosis video. I'm showing you what I'm going through with the codes, the message on the dash. I'm not showing you how to troubleshoot this in this video. That's not the scope of this video. Did a customer ever comment to you and says, wow, I saw that you did a video on a repair process on my car. I can't believe how in-depth it was. Anybody ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A spark plugs on a Bentley. I would say that's one of my favorite ones because it's kind of the most, the best feedback. Spark plugs on the Bentley Continental is like a 12-cylinder engine. Well, since I don't own a Bentley and probably never will, how bad is it? It's quite a procedure. And I go through the whole thing painstakingly, every detail. They say... 
Thank you for the excruciating detail. <laughs> so I, I think that might be one of my favorite ones because uh, it's kind of good feedback. One person is like, oh, this video is taking too long. You get the, the ones that just want the fast version. Yeah. But I'm going through every process, every piece of the whole process. So, and it was supposed to be a real time video. And that's why I went through so much detail. Oh, I see. But it would have uh, been a, it would have been a very yeah. long video. And I cut it down to like yeah. 40. We'll show minutes. you plug one and then we'll show you plug 12. But you did all 12. Yeah. Because they probably all were in a crazy place that you had to get a different tool every time, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. To, yeah. I had to yeah. do some editing on that. Yeah. Martin, do you ever help hold a camera or move a light? Uh, once in a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. bet you. I try to well, keep busy. What a great tag team. Uh, what's next for you, Martin? Programming, EEPROM, I'm taking their class today. I'm cool. This place is packed. We're at a brand new ve venue here at ASTE, Sheridan, not too far from the airport. It's huge. Yeah. It's amazing. Biggest turnout ever. This is becoming almost bigger than a regional show. Great people that run this uh, organization, ASTA, here. Thanks to an owner like Jason to give you guys the freedom to practice your craft at teaching and do some videos and stuff. I'm sure it helps the place. Oh, yeah. You're a key shop in Fort Lauderdale when it comes to Euros. Thanks. I like to hear that. I'm honored to be able to do this and come here myself. Yeah. Well, cool. You're doing your own training. You going to do any business classes here, Jason, while you're here? Yeah, I'm taking two business classes. Perfect. Okay. Do I know the trainers? Do you know who they are? Aaron Stokes is one of the yeah. business trainers. Good. And great. I, I don't know the other one. You know, all right. There's a lot of great people here. A lot of great topics. I just know so damn many that are here. It's a perfect blend of business and technology here and uh Durham, North Carolina at AST 2023. Thank you to Dorman Training for sponsoring us and for fitting us in between lunch and your next class. Mario Rojas and his brother Martin and Jason Athenas from Auto Bond Performance in Fort Lauderdale. Thanks guys for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time... 